Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Steve Butler continues his look at why you and I should study Bible prophecy. And our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, has an important update on our ministry to prisoners. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Thank you for being here today. As you and your family prepare for Thanksgiving and Christmas, remember to check out all of the Bible-based and Christ-centered gifts that are available on our website, swrc.com. With over 1,000 items, you can do your Christmas shopping and at the same time support Watchmen on the Wall. We have gifts from Jerusalem, Christmas-themed movies, and a huge selection of books and DVDs. swrc.com. Shop for friends and family and support the ministry and outreach of Watchmen on the Wall, swrc.com. Now, let's grab our Bibles and join Steve Butler as we continue our look at why you and I should explore Bible prophecy. So let's go to uh, point number two, uh, and why explore Bible prophecy. And we were in the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy uh, as uh, justification for the point that the scriptures cannot be correctly understood or rightly divided if the prophetic sections are ignored. And remember, the prophetic section of the Bible, if you put them all together, would be about oh, roughly 30% of the Bible. And you'll recall when we put our hand in the book of Daniel and our other hand in the end of book of Revelation, it gives you a visualization in a hard copy of the Bible just how much of the Bible is prophecy and how much would be left out of God's word uh, if you chose not to study the prophetic sections. So if you would, take your Bible and let's go to 2 Timothy. And if you're uh, fairly new to your Bible, and I think that's wonderful that you're in your Bible if, uh, if you're new to it, that uh, if you can find the New Testament, uh, starting with Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books are the called the four gospels and then you get into uh, acts and romans and then first second corinthians and then through the smaller books of galatians ephesians and um, uh, all the way into what i call the big t's which are thessalonians first and second thessalonians and then right after that are first and second timothy and then after timothy you find titus so i call them the t books from uh, longest to shortest, and we're in the middle one there in 2 Timothy chapter 2. You can actually have fun working your way through the uh, scriptures and learning where they all are. And again, that's one of the goals, um, bring you to a better uh, understanding of and a comfort level in working with your scriptures, uh, these God-breathed words that were given to us. You know, it's interesting when you you look at the uh, the history of the Bible, you find that it's written over about a 1,500-year period, 1,500 years from the earliest of the writings to the writings of John and Revelation at the end of the first century after Christ, or the first century uh, A.D., they call it. And it's um, written by over 40 different authors who wrote and spoke three different languages, lived on three different continents, and had job descriptions all the way from king to tax collector. And the vast majority of them, uh, for obvious reasons, time-wise, the vast majority did not know each other. 
but they all wrote exactly the same basic essence, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And the only way that can happen is for God to do it through the leading of his Holy Spirit. And so it's the Holy Spirit working through each of those individuals that wrote God's word for mankind from Genesis to Revelation, laying out everything he wanted us to know about himself, everything he wanted us to know about his Messiah, everything he wanted us to know about his plans for mankind, and that he wanted us to know that he loved us. But he wanted us to love him back uh, volitionally, voluntarily, free will, to love him back. And if we would love him back, he would bless us beyond all belief. And that's all laid out in the scripture. And you can, you can know that for yourself if you simply study the scriptures. And that's why we're here is to help you explore Bible prophecy and see just what God has in store for those who love him. And he also has a word in store for those who refuse him through refusing his son. Uh, he has plans for them as well. And they're they're very sad, and we'll, we'll get into all of that. So again, we're in 2 Timothy, long way of getting to a short book. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're in verse 15 that says, Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And we want to focus in on the fact that it's a workman. This is not something that you just put the book under your Bible and you get it through osmosis. I would suggest that you not totally rely on someone else. Uh, no matter how much confidence you have in that person, that person is still a human being, and they should not be your only source of information about what the Bible says, because we know from human history that that's what's gotten uh, nations into trouble. It certainly has gotten the quote-unquote religions into trouble because man uh, cannot help but be influenced by Satan, who hates everything about the truth of the Bible. And he can even take the best theologians and uh, whisper in their ear. So we need to be very careful about where we get our information. And the best place, uh, really the only place to get the infallible truth, is the Word of God. So he's saying we need to be a workman in that regard. We need to put our effort and our time and our resources and our prayers into studying the Bible. But I wanted to pay particular attention uh, to the part of the verse that says accurately handling the word of truth. The King James Version, I think, says it best when it says rightly dividing the truth, rightly dividing the word of God, because people will say, why would you want to divide the word of God? Why would you divide truth? Well, it's simply from understanding that when God spoke and is speaking to us through his word, he's speaking to different groups of people, and we need to know who they are. And that will be hopefully uh, made clear to you when we go through our uh, series, our teaching series on how to study the Bible inductively and how to understand who's being spoken to by whom, about what, and what were the circumstances, so that you have an understanding of the context. Because in God's Word, you have to remember that, uh, oh, roughly five-sixths five -sixths of the Bible is about Israel. It's not about you. 
or it doesn't uh, apply specifically to you. It's not about you. And then the other sixth of the Bible is about the church. So when the, when the uh, Holy Spirit is speaking through these authors and telling, them about, telling us about God's plans, and at one time he's talking to Israel, at another time he's talking to the church, at another time he's talking to unbelievers in general. Uh, we oftentimes uh, see them referred to as either Gentiles or Greeks, but they're unbelievers. So we need to understand who's being spoken to, by whom, about what, before we decide whether or not we can take a scripture and apply it to our lives. One of the, the sayings that uh, I've heard several times is that the whole Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books, the whole Bible is for us. It's for you. It's for me. But we need to understand that the whole Bible is not about us. Only a small portion of the Bible is actually about you and me and about the church. We can learn from the entire Bible. That's why it's for us. There are good principles in every book of the Bible. Even though it's about Israel, in a lot of cases, the principles that apply to Israel can be applied to us as well in a lot of, uh, lot of instances. Not all, but a lot. And we learn how to differentiate, uh, how to rightly divide the Word of God uh, by proper study. So that's what we're about here. So we want to be able to rightly divide the truth. And by doing that, uh, we are edified and it honors God that uh, we understand when he's speaking to us and when he's speaking to someone else. And we can always learn from when God speaks to someone else but we need to know whether or not it's to us and applies to us. So that's um, 2 Timothy 2.15. What I'd like now is for us to go to the right in our Bibles and go to 2 Peter. And in chapter uh, 3 of 2 Peter, at verse 16, it says, um, and also in all his letters. So this is Peter talking about Paul. Paul. Paul, of course, was the apostle that was sent primarily to the Gentiles. Peter was sent primarily to the Jews. And I say primarily because the first Gentile convert listed in the Bible was converted through the uh, witnessing of Peter. And the first place that Paul always went in all of his three missionary journeys throughout Turkey and Greece and the islands of the Mediterranean he always went to the Jewish synagogues first, and then he went to the Gentiles in the area. So just because it says the apostle to the Gentiles or the apostle to the Jews doesn't mean that it's a, a great degree of exclusivity. So here's Peter talking about uh, Paul's writing, verse 16, as also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort, as they do also the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction. So Peter's trying to explain here at the very end of his last um, epistle, his last letter, Second Peter, that yes, uh, Paul's writings uh, can sometimes be hard to understand. Because remember, the mysteries, a lot of the mysteries that were hidden in the Old Testament uh, that we don't find there that were made uh, real and made um, understandable in the New Testament 
were made uh, by the Holy Spirit working through Paul. And it says that some of those are somewhat hard to understand, and therefore uh, people have taken Paul's writings as well as the rest of the scriptures, as it says at the end of verse 16, and they have distorted them because they themselves are untaught and unstable. So again, the admonition, be careful uh, where you turn to get your information about the Bible. If you're turning to uh, individuals, that's fine if they're qualified people who love the Lord Jesus Christ and make that known to you because there are people out there that have very what they, uh, silver tongues, if you will. As it says, uh, they tickle your ears, but they do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You need to be very careful who you turn to when you study the Scriptures. And the part of the Scripture that they particularly love to deal with and distort is prophecy, simply because people are drawn to those who have a very slick way of saying, hey, here's what the future is, and here's your involvement in it, and here's how you're going to be affected, and so forth and so on. So that's why we have the palm readers and the um, sorcery, all, all those sorts of things that are out there that are all of Satan, that the only truth about the future comes from the Word of God, and we get that truth by studying the Word of God. So let's turn to our last scripture in point number two, and that's back in the Old Testament. So we want to head back um, over a third of the Bible, back to Daniel, which we used as our visualization early on. So if you find Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, right after Ezekiel, you'll find Daniel. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel were all contemporaries. They wrote at the same time. And they were all involved uh, in the Babylonian captivity. Uh, Ezekiel and Daniel in Babylon and Jeremiah wrote from, from Israel for those who were left behind. But they all wrote at the same time and just chock-a-block full of prophecy. So Daniel chapter 12, the very last chapter of Daniel, as he's um, summing things up here. And we want to go to chapter 12 and 8 through 10. And it says, um, <clears throat> As for me, I heard but could not understand. So I said, My Lord, what will be the outcome of these events? And these, of course, were the events listed above in chapter 12. Verse 9, he said, Go your way, Daniel, for these words are concealed and sealed up until the end time. Verse 10, Many will be purged, purified, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand, but those who have insight will understand. And the point I wanted to, be, uh, to make here by going all the way back into the Old Testament, you know, Daniel wrote, you know, like 565, 70 B.C., before Christ, was that he's saying at the end times, there are those who will have insight and understand what's going on. Now, they don't get this insight and understanding by some magical work of God or something like that. They get it through studying the Word. So those who understand 
understand because they've studied the word and they know what God's plans are. God wants to hide nothing from us. He wants us to know everything about what he is going to do. We have much more to discover in this teaching series with Steve Butler. Stay tuned for the next lesson. Today, we have three books that will help you expand your knowledge and understanding when it comes to Bible prophecy. The first book, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation, includes chapters by Noah Hutchings, Larry Spargimino, Doug Stoffer, Kenneth Hill, James Collins, and the teacher of our new series, Steve Butler. The book, What's Next?, by Dr. Kenneth Hill, and the book, Prayers of the Ancients, also by Dr. Hill. All three of these excellent books are available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order this collection online, swrc.com. Now, let's take a moment together and listen to today's Creation Minute with author and scholar, Dr. Carl Ball. Let's talk a minute. At the Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas, we have the Willett print. O.W. Willett, back in the 1950s, found a footprint in the bed of the Paluxy River, and he cut it out. Later, we had its spiral CAT scan. It's a perfect human footprint, 11 and a half inches in length. It has the great toe, second, third, fourth, little toe, metatarsal arch, medial section of the longitudinal arch, lateral section of the longitudinal arch. It's a perfect human footprint in rock, yet it is stepping on a pterodactyl footprint. Certified spiral CAT scans have confirmed that the pterodactyl print underneath and the human print overlay above it were impressed in the original rock. Well, that blows evolutionary theory. Our Onesimus prison ministry currently reaches prisoners all across our country with encouraging letters, Bibles, and resources that grow their faith. Dr. Larry Spargimino is here with an update on all that is happening with the prison outreach. This is Pastor Larry. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, came to set the prisoners free. The Bible teaches that we were all born in sin and that we are sinners by nature and also by choice. Even the hardened atheist, the militant communist such as President Xi in China is in prison. If he is a human, he is a prisoner of sin and death. Those such as militant communists will deny that there is a God and that they are prisoners. That denial is proof that they are prisoners. They are blind and will not acknowledge the truth. But you know, the Bible says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, dear friend, before I continue, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you received the gift of eternal life? 
If you haven't, you need to stop whatever you're doing and ask Jesus right now to come into your heart. Do that right now. Yes, we are prisoners to sin and death, and there are also those who, because they are prisoners to sin and death, have committed a crime. They are incarcerated. To put it plainly, they are in jail. We at Southwest Radio Church do have an active prison ministry. We consider it a privilege to minister to those who are incarcerated and also to their families. You may be a parent, a spouse of someone who is incarcerated. I want to remind you that there is always hope. I don't believe that the Bible teaches that God picks some people to be damned in hell. No, no, no. A thousand times no. There is always hope. Our calendar is one of those items that we send out to prisons. It's the Jewish Roots of Christianity 16-month calendar. I'm looking at the front cover of our calendar right now. It's very, very beautifully done. At the back, there is a piece by our president, Pastor Kenneth Hill. It is titled, A Message of Hope to Prisoners. We all need hope. God wants us to have hope. Discouragement, fear, and bondage are not from God. So what is hope? Well, think of it this way. When we're trapped in a tunnel of misery, hope points to the light at the end of the tunnel. When we are discouraged, hope lifts our spirits. When we must endure the consequences of bad decisions, hope fuels our recovery. You know, friends, we've had several incarcerated men and women get saved by reading the material that we sent to prisoners, and we're so excited about that. Indeed, as we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And of course, while the gift of eternal life is received at the time of the new birth, growing into Christian maturity requires prayer, study, and commitment. Southwest Radio Church also provides discipleship material that will help men and women grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I have found that when people are first saved, they are in great danger. Satan is in a rage that they have now turned against him. The new Christian is in the devil's crosshairs. They need to read their Bibles and good Bible-based God-honoring material. Our prison ministry supplies that kind of material free of charge to those who are incarcerated. One of our items is our new calendar titled Jewish Roots of Christianity 16-month 2022-2023 Southwest Radio Church Calendar. Our associate Larry Stamm has written the material for each of the months. Now let me tell you something about Larry. I really appreciate him. He is a Messianic Jew, but he realizes that we're not living under the Old Covenant. There's a big difference between recognizing the Jewish roots of Christianity, which is legitimate, and telling people that they need to go back under the Old Covenant. Some Messianic groups are so infatuated with Judaism that they become Judaizers. No, no, no. Please don't become a Judaizer. You see, Revelation is progressive. That does not have anything to do with progressivism. What it means is that God is revealing more truth as we move on in the Bible to later material and to the end of time. We find more truth in Galatians than we find in Leviticus. The Old Testament was provisionary for that time of promise, which had not yet come to fulfillment. The note for August 2023, 20, titled, A Better Sacrifice, brings this out very wonderfully. It says this, and I'm quoting, The sacrifice of Christ is better in every way as compared to Old Testament sacrifices. 
A key word in Hebrews is better. The word better is found 13 times in the letter to the Hebrews. It is attributed primarily to three things. One, a better priesthood. Two, a better sacrifice. And three, a better covenant. Close quotes. The notes on the calendar are filled with sound comments and observations on Scripture like that one. So this is a calendar you will love, and you will treasure the biblical truths it reveals to the reader. We are blessed to have Larry Stamm serving the Lord and being a part of the Southwest Radio Church team. He's a great blessing to us, and he's done such a great job on putting together this calendar for you, for your friends, and certainly for those who are incarcerated. If you have questions about our prison ministry, please call our toll-free number, which is 1-800-652-1144. That is 1-800-652-1144. We'd like to answer your questions about our prison ministry, the calendar, or anything else that we might be able to assist you with. You know, friends, in American prisons, the recidivism rate is extremely high. There are a large number of men and women in the prison system who are released, and they end up right back in jail. They run with their old friends and their old buddies, and they end up back in jail. And I think that's so sad. We're heartbroken that that happens. We want to help these men and women stay out of jail. They need to be discipled. They need to learn of their identity in Christ. They need to be taught how to stand strong and how to resist temptation. This calendar will help them, really help them, and I mean that. There's lots of good material that will help these men and women stay strong and walk with the Lord on a daily basis. In fact, there are scriptures and reminders for every day of every month. We've been sending thousands of calendars to prisoners and to their chaplains. We certainly thank those of you who have helped us in the past to get these calendars and other literature of Christian value and virtue, uh, thank you for helping us get this material into the hands of prisoners. I believe that there needs to be an holy urgency in our lives. We live in desperate times. When a friend or family member tells us that he or she doesn't have long to live, your time together becomes more urgent and your discussions return to the basics. When a hurricane is blowing in or the black funnel cloud of a tornado looms on the horizon, you don't start playing checkers. You don't take a snooze. It's all about survival. And that's what our prison ministry is all about, getting Christians to live in a rough and tumble world where sin is raging, where evil is rampant. The Bible does tell us that Satan goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So friends, pray for our prison ministry. Help us in whatever way you can. Will the church go through the tribulation, which includes chapters by Noah Hutchings, Larry Spargimino, Kenneth Hill, Doug Stauffer, and Steve Butler? What's Next by Dr. Kenneth Hill, and the book Prayers of the Ancients, also by Dr. Hill. All three of these excellent books are available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order this excellent collection online swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Tomorrow, Dr. Kenneth Hill and Josh Davis begin a new series looking at the book of Revelation. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. 
Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.